Welcome to Ford in Vegas, the pro wrestling podcast with two friends who hate each other. I'm Ford, and I'm joined by the one, the only, the uh, sexiest big man in all of podcasting, Joey Vegas. Joey Vegas? Yes, I'm here. Uh, I'm excited. Big show tonight. Uh, let's get into it. Yeah, let's get right to it. Let's not even, let's not even, let's not even hesitate. I'm surprised you're still wearing that, that, that hat though. Oh, I, I mean, I'm a, season, I'm a fan for life. Uh, as your season I, continues to spiral out of control. Listen, we've, we won two out of three uh, against the uh, Guardians. Uh, Since the last week. time we recorded, they managed to lose on a walk-off bunt. Well, yes. yeah. You know. I mean, Let's start the show with the sad stuff. Let's get the sad stuff out of the way real quickly. We will say uh, rest in peace to superstar Billy Graham. Uh, the the um, the innovator without superstar Billy Graham and his talking and the way he talked and the way he uh, presented himself. Uh, Hulk Hogan may not even be the Hulk Hogan that we know. A lot of his stuff was nipped from old superstar. So uh, he passed away yesterday. Uh, we knew he was having health issues and. Uh, Unfortunately, superstar Billy Graham um, has died. Uh, Vegas, uh, anything you want to say on the death or life, for that matter, of uh, superstar Billy Graham? Uh, I mean, I, I haven't watched a, a ton of his stuff. Um, I have seen uh, some of his matches uh, in AWA uh, back in the day. Um you know, but I mean, it's it's just the generation before us, um, you know, and even our generation uh, back, you know, in the 80s, 90s are all all getting up there in age. Yep. Yep. And, and just like with any uh, thing, life, uh, people start passing away from your childhood and it's it sucks. You're reminded of your own mortality when somebody dies. So. Uh, rest in peace, superstar Billy Graham. The legend will live forever. All right, let's get right into the meat and the potatoes. We'll start with AEW Dynamite from last night. Now, uh, we have YouTube TV. And if you don't know, YouTube TV had all kinds of trouble last night. So I had to watch this show this morning. Uh, once they fixed the the broadcast, they put up the East Coast feed as an option to watch today. So I was able to watch that show. Vegas, were you able to watch that show or no? You probably not. Uh, I mean, I, I watched most of it, yes, but okay. uh, I did not watch everything. Did you by chance see the tag title segment? Uh, I did because you texted me and you said it it was great, Super outstanding, neat. and so then I had to watch it. Karen Jarrett is now a part of the package that I've I can only call it Planet Jarrett. I don't know what else to call it. They don't have a name, so uh, Karen is is in. I don't know if she's in for good or if she's just in for this little run here up to double or nothing, but. That was there was a lot of a lot of heat in that in that segment. The crowd was into it, 
and we got to see double guitar shots, baby. <laughs> well, you're always a mark for the guitar shot. Always. Um, and uh, yeah, Karen Jarrett, people hate her. And that's the point. So yeah, exactly. So you're going to get major because I, I think people with Jeff, I think with Jeff Jarrett, I think people kind kind of like him uh, a little bit. He's one of those heels that you know not everybody hates. But once you introduce Karen Jarrett uh, into the whole deal, uh, people do not like her. So I think it was mission accomplished, especially listening to the crowd last night. And they did a nice little promo in the back there, where Karen Karen spoke. She could talk, boy. Mm-hmm. Talker, very good. I I thoroughly enjoyed uh, that segment. As for the rest of the show, it was good. It was a good. It was a good dynamite, in my opinion. I thought we were going to get a little more with the um, collision announcement. Uh, all we got was the touring schedule. Uh, no talks of a split. No talks of a. You know, these guys working over here, these guys working over there, touring brands, I guess you could say. I don't know if you'd call them a roster split. Kind of, Sounds kind of too WWE. But it's a happening. Saturday nights is getting pro wrestling. It's going to be live every Saturday night. And this is a major thing. And this kind of makes Rampage um, the new main event, I guess, for, for AEW. So, Vegas, are you excited about this new two-hour Saturday night show? Because I am. Oh, I mean, it's it's an extra night of AEW wrestling, uh, and then it's live. So, you know, Rampage, unfortunately, most of the time it is taped um, after uh, Dynamite. So unless you're leading up to a pay-per-view, or sometimes they do, you know, special live um ones due to schedules or whatnot but um but yeah it's definitely going to be good i i hope that they can mix in some people i hope it's not just going to be uh you know miro and thunder rosa and uh you know samoa joe and you know a few other people uh mixed in i hope you know uh, obviously jericho's not announced for that but i hope he's there and then obviously you know cm punk we'll see what happens uh you know there are rumors flying around today that uh you know, Ace Steel was was back with the company, and then now he's not. And CM Punk was supposed to be on the uh, press release, but then they took him off last minute. I think it's just, I think they just didn't want to spoil his return. I think they want to announce uh, that the first collision is going to be at the United Center in Chicago, and I think then that's when Punk's going to show up, or he might show up the week before. I, you know, I don't know. I would assume probably the week before. How crazy that uh, if it if it goes down like that, the first rampage was in Chicago. They sell out every ticket. CM Punk's return, and now they have another new show starting, Collision, and it's going to most likely. I would assume if if this how it plays out, it'll be back in Chicago and CM Punk's return. I mean, I, CM Punk's the biggest draw in the company. Obviously, it helps to be in Chicago. But I, I will guarantee you, if Punk comes back, the ratings will go up and the ticket sales will go up. I don't, I'm not saying they're going to sell out every arena and they're not going to get 2 million viewers on Wednesday or Saturday, but uh, it's definitely going to go up. 
All right, so let's dive right in to the, you know, the main reason why we're here. Let's study these cage match ratings. And we also have this week, I did some some research and some chart making. And we have the six-week trend for AEW Dynamite and AEW Rampage. Uh, this is the first time that I've put something like this together. And this will be the last time that I put together one on Rampage as the next time uh, we do this, it'll just be dynamite. And then the time after that uh, we will include um, collision. So uh, this is definitely the last time I'm going to cover the cage match ratings for rampage. Cause <laughs> that is uh that is a D level show at this point. So cage match, when that show first ended, Last night it was a 9.10. It, it has since ticked down from there. Uh, but last night, right now, is at an 8.99 rating on Cage Match. Remember, it's out of 10. And uh, right now, an 8.99 on the scale. Vegas, I will give you one guess as to which match is rated the highest right now. Rated the highest? On this show. <clears throat> oh. On this show last night. Um it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. If you if you saw it, it's pretty easy. I, I'm trying I'm just trying to think. I see if you're you're trying to swerve me. I'm not. No swerve, uh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no swerve. Um, uh, I, I was going to joke, uh, with you, but, um, I mean, it's gotta be, I mean, it's gotta be the, um, um, I can't, um, uh, what am I thinking of? I don't know. I don't know. Why am I, why am I blanking? I'm trying to think of the matches. Cause I, I mean, I watched it late last night. Uh, it, it probably I I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Roosh and Jungle Boy or Jack Perry as they call him now. No, it was definitely Roderick Strong and Chris Jericho. Oh. Did you not see that match? I I did, but because they went outside and stuff, I I, I didn't think that it's a real match. It, well, I didn't think it would be that rated that high. Uh, eight 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 point six seven right now, and it's got the most votes and it's got the highest rating. An eight point six seven on the scale. I mean, it was definitely enjoyable, but I guess I, I guess I was maybe maybe I was thinking of Meltzer ratings, uh, you know, uh, like because he wouldn't really vote that very high because it really wasn't a match match. Uh, so so it opened up with Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy defeating Big Bill and Lee Moriarty in eleven minutes and thirteen seconds. Seven point zero nine on the scale. Then there was a Sammy Guevara uh, a, uh, squash match that lasted 29 seconds. That obviously has no rating. The Outcasts in the worst match of the night defeated Britt Baker, DMD, and Hikaru Shida in 9 minutes and 15 seconds. That match is a 6.67 right now on the scale. And then that was followed by Roderick Strong defeating Chris Jericho in 13 minutes and 12 seconds. 8.67. Jack Perry defeated Roosh, unfortunately, in 10 minutes even, and that is a 7.62 on the scale. 
And lastly, the main event, Jay White and Juice Rob with Juice Robinson defeating Ricky Starks by DQ in 12 minutes and 18 seconds, 7.28 on the scale. Vegas, did you watch the main event? Well, yeah, I got to. I love Jay White and especially Juice. So are you starting to see what I have been saying or what I said a few weeks ago where it just doesn't feel right? with Jay White in AEW. Yeah. He, even though he was the main event this time. Yeah. It's, there's something missing. I can't put my finger on it. It just doesn't feel right. It's because Jay White is a multi-time IWGP world heavyweight champion. Like, and then he comes in here and he's, uh, yeah, he's on the main event, but he's wrestling. Ricky freaking Starks, and no offense to Ricky freaking Starks, but he ain't up to Jay White's level. And he, Juice, Juice is not up to Jay White's level. I understand the connection. I definitely think there'll be a Bullet Club match at Forbidden Door, uh, Bullet Club Gold, with his, which is only, you know, Juice and Jay uh, versus David Finley and, you know, whoever else. But still, um, it's yeah. There's definitely something missing. Jay is not pushed like he should be. He should be, you know, being in the ring with Kenny freaking Omega, uh, you know. But I understand they have their, you know, feud going on with the BCC. So, a lot of uh, comments, and this guy, I I only like to read the ones that make me go, what, <laughs> what are you saying? And this guy right here. There's two of them. They gave this show, this first guy, SportsFan8404, 4.0. He says, quote, look, AEW ain't working. I watched yesterday. In retrospect, I should have watched the Celtics in the heat. I really can't imagine this happening twice a week and watching it twice a week. I love watching wrestling, and I love the industry. But what aid but what AEW is doing isn't working, isn't sustainable, and by God, it isn't the future. And this is what AEW is every week. Pockets opening the show, teaming with Darby Allen. For some reason, only planned televised women's match was just trying to throw six of them in the ring and only fitting four. Says up there, Khan actually squeezed another in for a dark match. I don't enjoy watching this. Bummer. So they like to refer to Orange Cassidy in a negative way. Yeah. It's a very negative connotation when they call him pockets. So it sounds like, honestly, it sounds like something Jim Cornette created. Uh, (laughs) I don't listen to Cornette, so I don't know if he did, but I'm just guessing. It sounds like something Cornette would say, but uh, he gives it a four. Here's this guy giving the show a 1.0. Oh, boy. Main event match ended with a cheap DQ. False Count Anywhere match was good, but it was also so telegraphed that they were making a beeline for the outside of the arena to allow for outside interference because of the awful your friends were banned from the arena by a court stipulation that it took away from what should have been an all-time classic. He doesn't end his parenthesis. 
He keeps going. Jungle Boy almost suffered a broken neck in his match. And why are you making one of the guys who's headlining next week's pay-per-view in the main event look so weak? I get where they were going with Sammy Guevara turning face, and I actually like him as a performer. But unfortunately, I think he looks too much like a prick to get over as a face. Maybe change the hair and lose the chain? The fact he couldn't even get cheers in his hometown with a face promo says it all. Orange Cassidy, at least you didn't refer to him as pockets, but he does say Orange Cassidy did his pockets routine, which brings the show down by a point by default. Tony (laughs) Khan's big announcement was something that had already been announced weeks ago. I don't watch the women's tag match because I had a freshly painted wall and I decided watching that dry would be more entertaining. Now, I agree with him with the women's wrestling part. <laughs> this is funny, though, how we have a different range of, of comments, although the ratings are quite similar. See, the other guy, he came across as more as he wants more women wrestling because it was the only planned televised women's match. And this guy is like, give me less. I'd rather watch paint dry. Well, I, I mean, yes, the women's match, the, the, the second guy was right. Uh, first of all, <clears throat> hello, the pockets gimmick that Orange Cassidy does is over to the freaking moon. Okay, people love that. At least to okay. the people that attend the show. Well, yeah, at least that. And, uh, you know, like, yes, of course they telegraphed uh, going outside the arena. Hello, it's professional wrestling. You enjoy it for what it was. <laughs> it I is mean, telegraphed. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. You knew that, like, you know. And then Jack Perry's, you know, facing uh, arguably one of the best, uh, you know, wrestlers, you know, around in Roosh. I mean, yes, I understand Roosh hasn't gotten pushes, but he was, uh, you know, huge in AAA. You know, and CML. Like, did he, did he wrestle in CML? Yes, I don't think so. Yeah, he did for a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, come on. Like, why do people drag AEW down? So, there's a lot of, obviously, folks, this show got is an 8.99. Okay, so, even though those two drabs tried to tried to br- bring it down, they didn't. There's a lot of 10s in here. Um, You know, there was the one I was just reading as you were talking, and now I can't find it. What a great day it is to be all elite. Great show. Perfect storyline between BCC and the elite and great matches during two hours. So, uh, you know, the BCC and the elite storyline took another step. Uh, I've been enjoying that. I'm wondering, you know, still where Takeshita and Kota Ibushi are going to work their way into this thing. Must might not be for double or nothing because it looks like it's going to be four on four, but we still have some time left. But, uh, yeah, but, you know, this show is about analyzing cage match. And, you know, I love reading the comments that are just, you know, that are the bad ones. This guy gave it a 5.0. What was it with all the finishes on this show? If you told me Tony Khan was no longer booking AEW, it wouldn't shock me. So they don't do DQ finishes a lot, which is why it was not tripping with the main event. 
And it also wasn't the last thing on the show. It was quote unquote, the main event, but it wasn't the main event segment. So I wasn't tripping with that, with that DQ. It didn't really bother me that much. No, no, it makes sense though. Like it, 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 Jay White is a pissant heel. Like he, that's what happens. Uh, you know, and, and then he got, you know, he won because of the DQ. Like, I mean, it happens. That's it. Who cares? You, you, you were, it was a, it was a pretty good match for what it was. And yeah, DQ, but it's not, but AW, it's not like WWE that does a DQ finish every other match yeah. or, or, or no finish every other match. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, you know, I know that. Some people listening like, oh, don't, don't read the bad comments, but I can't read the good ones. There's just so many of them. I <laughs> show that's an eight point nine nine, and uh, the bad ones are just the bad ones are funnier. Yeah, and and the guy and going back to the second guy real quick because uh, I, I it just popped in my head. He's like that this announcement wasn't any good because it was announced weeks ago. No, it wasn't you dumbass. Nobody announced that there was going to be a second, uh, you know, live television show. Indeed. It was. Yeah, it was rumored to be. Yeah, it leaked, obviously, but it wasn't ever officially announced. No, no, no. He's the guy's just wrong. And the ratings, uh, Dynamite last night averaged uh, eight hundred and fourteen thousand uh, viewers, which is down seven point two percent from the week before. But again, you had NBA competition. Yeah. yeah. So I want to take a look at. Dynamite and Rampage for the last um, six weeks. Let's take a look here. I have a chart, Vegas. I made a, a made a graph. Impressive. The first time I've ever made a graph in my life. So here is the graph of what we're looking at for the last six weeks of Dynamite. Uh, they're in red and rampage. They're in the blue ski. So Vegas, uh, I have last night's at an 8.99 as I updated it before we went uh, on the air here. And there's obviously nothing for dynamite for the week of 517. And you see there the 510 is a 9.15. So two shows of very, very solid numbers. And then um, the third is a 7.32. April 26th is 7.23. And then April 19th is 6.36. And then April 12th, 7.33. So that carries right now a six-week trend of 7.73, plus or minus, I would say, about 0.3. Give or take as time moves along and people rate some of these old shows the numbers may slide a bit but you're putting on weekly wednesday television and getting a 7.73 like that's that's a good run that's a very good run i mean you're averaging 7.73 you're not just popping you know they call popping a rating when you know when uh, the wwe brings in the you know the legends Stone Cold's going to be there. Oh, okay, great. There's a big, ra- there's a pop in the rating. Uh, you know, they, it's it's very, very, very consistent. Um, you know, and even Rampage, 
I mean, I would argue Rampage is more impressive that that's a 6.21 based on that most of the time it's taped and most people already know the outcomes. Yeah, not only is it a 6.21 average for Rampage, but that also includes an April 26th episode that was just a fucking stinker. I got a 4.98 yeah. on April 26th. Yeah, that's impressive that that the you know D show that you know is pre-taped most of the time is is still averaging um over 6. Yeah, the the May 3rd, the week of May 3rd where Ramp uh, Dynamite did a 7.32 the Rampage at a 7.02 cuz you see there on the graph that they're pretty neck and neck on that that week. So it's very interesting. I, I like to see because what, you know, one or two weeks, that's nothing. But six weeks is a trend. And we're spoiled getting shows that are are, 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 are averaging 7.73 and a 6.21 respectively. But now the real test is going to be when collision starts. And we see how dynamite and collision are side by side. Uh, because again, this is pretty much for the most part, right? One man booking uh, this stuff. He has help, but for the most part, it's, it's one guy. And it's going to be interesting to see if they can, if dynamite can keep up its high, his high average. And if collision can, can get up there themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if collision can, which uh, obviously we'll, we'll throw away the first, uh, you know, couple weeks, not not literally throw them away, but obviously they're going to do good. Uh, they're going to book it uh, very well. I'm assuming I could be wrong, um, but if you're if you're averaging three, you know, you get six weeks out, so like two months from now, three months from now, because obviously it doesn't start till a month from yesterday, seventeenth of June. If you have three shows that average, still average six. Over six, uh, I mean that's just damn right impressive at that point because you're putting on not only good wrestling matches or good TV but good wrestling matches. Yeah, so we will keep our eyes. I don't. God, I just do. I have to keep track of Rampage too. Still, no, I don't think. Well, I mean, you could always look at Rampage and just write it down. I mean, it takes two seconds. Oh yeah, but not when you want to put it in the chart. Well, you don't necessarily need a chart. You just go back in six weeks after a collision starts and see. All right. I'll I'll include them in the chart for chart purposes. I just don't watch the show. Well, that's fine. Obviously, somebody does. <laughs> that's true. That is yeah. true. That is. You are right. Words no. of wisdom there from, from uh, Joey Vegas. Somebody yep. does. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, as for somebody watching, the uh, double or nothing card is uh, really starting to shape up. We have some new matches that were added. Let's talk about double or nothing so far. So there's a six man tag Ethan Page and the Guns versus Isaiah Cassidy and the Hardys that has been added to this show 
Jade Cargill and Taya Valkyrie for the TBS title. Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm for the AEW women's title. There's now an international title match. 21-man Blackjack Battle Royal. It's Orange Cassidy against a bunch of question marks right now. <laughs> you can assume that Fletcher is going to be one of them. What's his name? Kyle Fletcher. Kyle Fletcher, yeah. From Aussie Open. Aye, aye, aye. TNT title ladder match. Wardlow against Christian Cage. And we have Anarchy in the Arena. The Elite. Which is Adam Page, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson against the Blackpool Combat Club, Brian Danielson, Claudio Castanoli, John Moxley, and Wheeler Utah. And then we have the two other matches, which have been the longest booked matches so far uh, in terms of how long they've been booked for the AEW World Tag Team title match with special guest ref- referee Mark Briscoe is FTR defending against Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. And then, of course, we have the AEW world title match, MJF defending against Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and Jack Perry. So the show, Vegas, it's uh, shaping up to be pretty good. I mean, that's a that's a stacked card. I mean, obviously, the Battle Royal is it is what it is. Maybe you'll get a surprise. Oh, don't uh, start that. I'm just saying. Maybe don't you will it. get a surprise. I don't, don't know. Start it. Maybe some New Japan because they got to build. Hey, listen, they got to build the Forbidden Door in a couple weeks after this pay per view, like two and a half weeks, three weeks. So you know, you might get a little New Japan sprinkled in. We'll see. I, I personally, I hope Juice Robinson wins it. I hope he's in it, and I hope he wins it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, even I, I will even say this: the Jamie Hader Tony Storm match. Uh, that is probably going to be a pretty good match. I will go out and say that that will be a good match for a women's match. Because, <laughs> well, because Jamie Hayter is, is definitely, I mean, she's over to the moon, uh, you know, and Tony Storm, you know, they both can, they both can work. So that should be a good match. I am most looking forward to, of course, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, baby. And Mark Briscoe doing the right thing. And uh, we getting new tag team champions in AEW, of course, being Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. That's my hope. We're double. That's why I'm buying the pay-per-view on Bleacher Report. Thank you very much. Just for that. I don't think we're going to get it. But, but you know what? A kid can dream. A kid, a kid can dream. That's for sure. I sure can. All right, let's move on to the uh, WWE. We got some stuff to talk about there in the uh, Raw and SmackDown realm. Vegas, the Raw show. Oh, I don't even have it up yet. Look at this. Look at this rookie shit. I do, wow. have, I do have the last six weeks of, of Raw and SmackDown trends as well, but Monday night, this past Monday, Raw was at the uh, it was in Greensboro, North Carolina, at the Greensboro Coliseum. That's right, Flair Country, baby. And the show, Vegas, pretty good, strong rating, 8.01 right now on the old cage match. 
I think when I did it earlier, let me see, what did I have that at? When I did the show earlier, I had it at 8.03. So it's been a couple of ticks down, but still 8.1 is a, a pretty solid number. Uh, Nakamura in the Miz, your two favorites. Oh, yeah. Especially the Miz. Well, I mean, I did find out a tidbit today that I did not know, and I think it's it goes to show that wins don't mean anything uh, in professional wrestling uh, well, in the WWE. I mean, yeah. the, Miz, the Miz has not won a match. Actually, he's won one match all year in 2023. So little under halfway through the year, and the Miz has not won one match, or he's won one match. Uh, and the best part is... You know, he was scheduled to lose to Shane McMahon until Shane blew out his quad or his knee or whatever the hell he blew. And, you know, and they're counting the Snoop Dogg victory. Uh, so, really, he's not won a match. So, that's why I say wins don't mean shit. Well, not in this company. They definitely don't. No. Definitely don't in this company. Nope. So, that one got a 6.51. The WWE Intercontinental title number one contendership battle royal. That's right. Battle Royals. You know, that's a classic. Got a 6.78. Still better than the Nakamura and Miz somehow. Mysterio defeated uh, Xavier Woods. That's Dom, a, that's, that's Dom Mysterio. Oh, did I say Ray Mysterio? Well, you just said Mysterio. I oh, wanted sorry, to confirm. God. Dominic Mysterio defeated Xavier Woods, 5.52, not good. And the other two matches weren't long enough to get rated. And then the main event was the Judgment Day uh, defeating Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in 21 minutes. Got a 7.89er on the scale. So that's a solid main event. And uh, yeah, 8.01 on the scale for Raw. Yeah, I mean, you can't, you know, you can't fault Raw. Uh, I mean, the last couple weeks they have, uh, you know, the WWE has improved. Uh, I still don't watch it, um, and I probably won't watch it um, until, let's see, when's the next? Maybe, maybe SummerSlam, depending on what's going on. Uh, yeah, so that's 8, about it. 8.03 for this past Monday and the Monday before that, 8.04, but we'll break that down in a second. Um, we'll backtrack a little bit to the last SmackDown, which was on 512, just because I do have these six-week trends. This show was also very good, 8.04 on the scale. Uh, they did more of that tournament, 8.25, Edge beating, I'm sorry, AJ Styles beating Edge and Rey Mysterio. A 7.16 for the second triple threat match, which was Bobby Lashley defeating Austin Theory and Sheamus. The women's tag team title match was is just as bad as you think it is. A <laughs> 5.50. Styles defeating Lashley only got a 6.50. And that was it. That was the main event. And they did two, two dark match Jones, but who cares about that? So, yeah. The main event of the show, a 6.50 styles beating Lashley in 12 minutes. But overall, 
an 8.04 show. Well, that's not bad at all. Well, pretty solid numbers. No, those are that is solid. And here is our uh, six-week trend for Raw and SmackDown. Raw averaging a 7.48. SmackDown averaging a 7.67. But SmackDown's is only for the last five weeks, technically. Not six. So this is where I'm going to be interested as we move forward into the June collision debut, because now we'll have two live two hour AEW shows a week. And then we'll have, let's just pretend like Raw's two hours. And then we'll have the two, <laughs> we'll have the two big live WWE shows a week. And now it's going to be which, which company is putting on the best wrestling shows. Um, we know that WWE is going to win in the ratings, but that is not what we're talking about here. Um, this only went six weeks back, which means what is not included in this number was the worst Raw show in the history of Raw shows the night after WrestleMania. It's not included in this number, which would have negatively affected the average. Um, but because it's not, there is a seven. It's seven point four eight, and this is counting the stinker on May first, um, which was the draft show that did a five point two eight on the cage match rating. As for SmackDown, the April twenty first week was the bad week. They did a six point seven three on that show. And that was a kind of an average killer on uh, that show. Was that April? Yeah. April 21st. It's, it's uh, on the 24th scale. It's that, that week there on the graph. And even though that was a turd, um, you know, it was not far off from raw only doing a 7.49. Yeah, I mean, they, they, you know, pretty good, pretty good wrestling shows going on with both uh, major companies, uh, and I use major because, you know, Impact is taped like eight weeks ahead of time, you know, and uh, MLW is not major, and then uh, NWA is not major, but there's still a lot of wrestling though. I mean, if I mean, I, I will tell you this: there is more wrestling now than I've ever. I mean, anywhere you look, there is wrestling. If you like wrestling, this should be, you know, heaven on earth. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's so much. There's too much. There is too much. There's too much. And I think, and I think that's why, and, and people, you know, I hear on Busted Open, uh, you know, on the radio, Sirius XM radio all the time. They're like, oh, who's, you know, uh, are you a WWE fan or are you a wrestling fan? Are you, you know, why do you got to be, you know, one fan or the other? But this is why you, you eat, you, you don't have enough time during the week to watch WWE, I guess, NXT, if, if you want, uh, AW, uh, you know, Impact, NWA, all these other ones. Like you, you don't have time. And New Japan, because New Japan's on access. I know it's a couple weeks behind, um, or just New Japan in general or all Japan, 
on their streaming service. Hell, even Stardom, I guess, if you want to watch some uh, great uh, women's wrestling, uh, tune into Stardom on their streaming app. Um, so you have to choose, you know, which one you want to put forward. And you and I have chosen not to watch WWE, uh, you know, for the most part. Um, we still know what's going on because that's just us. But um, but AEW and New Japan, you know, and I mean, hell, it's, I you know, you used to be huge in AAA and Lucha Libre. And we are going, obviously, next month um, to go see AAA. Yeah, I've been watching. I've been watching um, now that the way that CMLL makes you pay for the Friday shows. Um, otherwise, you're a couple of weeks behind. I'm currently watching the April 21st show um, that I I kind of watch as I move about my week. Um, but I am watching more CMLL and uh, more AAA now, more than. You know, I'm, I'm getting back into the trend there. When I left WWE's weekly viewing in 2018, I dedicated myself to uh, Lucha Libre and watched that for a couple of years and then kind of fell out. But we're back in, baby. And I'm, I'm back into watching uh, CMLL. I'm just a few weeks behind because I don't pay for the Friday night pay-per-view. That makes sense. Yeah. But I am back, and I am watching it, and I do enjoy uh, the shows at Arena Mexico, for sure. Yeah, that's that's one of those spots we have to go eventually. Arena eventually, Mexico. we'd like to get there. All right. Speaking of which, let's get to the uh, New Japan part of the the show, and then we'll we'll get out of here. Um, Vegas, do you have an update on the best of the Super Juniors? Uh, yes, yes, I do. Uh, last night, uh, or this morning, uh, if you are on, um, I guess because it's overnight at like two a.m. Uh, Pacific time. I guess it's like five a.m. Eastern, so it's very early this morning. Uh, yes, it was night six, um, where um, the main event uh, was Robbie Eagles uh, versus Master Watto, um, and. Um, there was also uh, Hiromu Takahashi uh, versus Kushida uh, in the semi-main event there. And I do have um, the main event got a 7.82. Yeah. Which, and then that which second is, match got an 8.54. So, whoops. Yes. Well, <clears throat> the semi-main, the reason that is because Takahashi defeated Kushida. You know how he defeated Kushida? By countout. Oh. That's, that's right. They went outside. They were outside of the arena. Oh. This match went. Uh, yeah, it, it, yeah it, it was very much different. Um, and I think that's why. Um, it was a very good match. Um, and it's just very unique match because obviously New Japan doesn't do a lot of countout finishes. Nor do they ever really go outside of the arena. Um, so, um, obviously you, you know, you had a lot of, um, you know, matches, but here are the standings, uh, after night six, uh, a bomb, a, the, a block, a bomb, a bomb, Adam bomb, uh, Adam bomb, uh, a block number one with 10 points, Mike speedball Bailey. 
wow. is number one with 10 points. Leo Rush, uh, the guy who retires more times than a Kardashian, uh, is four and two. He's got eight points. Also with four and two, uh, one of my favorites, uh, the body guy, Ty, uh, Taiji Ishimori. He's definitely a body guy, that guy. Short ribs like you wouldn't believe. Uh, Teton is four and two as well with eight points. Takahashi also with eight points, four and two. TJP is also four and two with eight points. And then now uh, Doki, which I I do enjoy a Doki Choki. Uh, take that for what you will. He's got four points. Show uh, one half of the one of the best junior tag teams ever. Uh, it's four points. Kushida, unfortunately, he's only got two. And the rugby king. Ryosuke Taguchi has zero points. Now, now the B block, you have Robbie Eagles, eight points. El Desperado, eight points. The other half of the greatest tag team, junior tag team, Yo, he's got eight points. Master Wano's eight points. Francisco Akira, United Empire, uh, former All Japan. Uh, well, a lot of these are probably former All Japan, if you really think about it. But he's got six points. Clark, uh, I had nothing to do, so I turned from Australian to Bullet Club. He's got six points. Uh, Kevin Knight, who I know who he is, but I don't really care about him. He's got six points. Uh, the alcoholic uh, Yoshibu Kanamaru, he's got four. Dan Maloney, uh, four points. And, unfortunately, my LIJ, uh, Bushi, he's only got two points. Right. So, and the, night, the next one is tonight. From Omoro or Omori. So we have a show that we are actually attending this Sunday. That's right. We're going to New Japan's strong resurgence in Long Beach. Vegas, we almost have to do a show Sunday night. I know we talked about doing a true crime show, but how are we going to go to this show and not talk about it? I, I I agree. I mean, this, this is. I mean, here's here's the. I mean, let's run down the card really quickly. I'm gonna do that, yes. Yeah. So I know, you know, this this is there's some some matches that, eh, you know, we're, we're, who cares? But obviously, you have um, the women's uh, NJPW Strong Women's Title Tournament with uh, Mercedes Monet. What's that? One night tournament. That's one correct. night tournament. Yeah, we're going to yeah. get a winner. Yeah, Mercedes Monet versus Stephanie Vacour. Or Vacour? Vacour? Oh. Uh, Willow Nightingale from AEW versus Momo Kogo. Um, and then obviously the winner of those two face off in the in the uh, main event. Uh, or one of the main events. Uh, street Fight, my boy. Juice Robinson versus Fred Rosser. Uh, Juice who's better also, go. Who's also what? known as Darren Young. Darren Young, yeah. Juice Robinson better go over in that. Uh, we have uh, the New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Open Weight Title Match. It's a rematch. Uh, Hikaleo uh, versus Kenta. I know when we went over the cage match uh, of their match at Dominion, it was not good. Um, it wasn't a very good match, but hopefully they can put on the show in Long Beach. Um, I know this one you're super excited, super excited for. Uh, you get to see El uh, Barbaro 
Kevin Mario. Cavanario, baby. Hell and, yeah. And Virus versus TMDK, Bad Dude Tito, and Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, I think Virus is there to be the one who gets pinned. I That probably or makes sense. Or, or submitted. But yes, Barbero Cavanario. I am ex- super <laughs> excited to see him live and in living color on Sunday night. Yeah, it's the first time you're going to see him live. Yeah. Uh, and then we have uh, a great match, uh, Chaos, uh, which Okada, Rocky Romero, and Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, actually, Rocky Romero wasn't supposed to be in there. Wasn't it supposed to be uh, somebody else? I don't know. I don't know. But it's Okada, Rocky Romero, and Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, versus uh, John Moxley, Wheeler Utah, and Shota Ubino, and, and then obviously the the match that got us here, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Will Osprey for the number one contendership for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Title Tournament. Sorry, it's a tournament because the winner goes on to face Lance Archer. Yeah. So the the way that cage match has it listed, and I don't know if they're right, but they have what I'm assuming is going to be the Mercedes Monet versus Willow Nightingale match as the actual main event of the show. But I don't know if that's how it's going to shake out, but the kickoff matches for the show, the dark matches, if you will, it looks like it's going to be Bateman versus the DKC and Christopher Daniels versus Alex Coughlin show uh, matches that I probably won't be able to see because it'll take us too long to get into the building because they will only have one set of doors open. (laughs) But no, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of people there. Uh, When I, the shows that I'm referring to, when when we could barely get inside, there were a lot more people at them. Um, I I don't think this is going to be uh, an attendance that is very high. And... There's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, we have really, really good seats, and uh, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of people there. Aren't we in like the second row, third row, second or third? I, I get that in the in the Lucha Libre show. I know, yeah, I know, because we we got both good seats in both of them. Yeah, I can't remember, but I do know that there are not going to be a lot of people. At this show, unless they have a big time walk up, which you never know, they might. But I don't know if this is who this is a reflection on. Whether it's a, a reflection on uh, New Japan, whether it's a reflection on Mercedes Monet, whether it's a reflection on John Moxley, Will Osprey, Tanahashi. I don't know who to blame for this, but I do know that this will probably be the lowest attended show at Walter Pyramid. Since they've ran it, yeah, and that and that's kind of. Do you think it's because it's it's put on as New Japan strong? I don't know. Even though obviously there's a bunch of actual New Japan and huge New Japan stars. Yeah, I don't know, but it, it's kind of sad because it's it's a solid card. Yeah, I I don't know who's who is to blame for this. Someone's got to. Someone's got to take the fall. Yeah, but I don't know who. 
I've been to this show, I've been to this building a few times and seen a few New Japan shows there. I'm looking back now. They ran this place in 2018. Was I at this show? Yes. Probably. Yep, Cody Cody defeated Juice for the belt. Yep. I was at that show. There was another one in, in 2018. I, yep, I was at this show. Jay White beating Hangman Page. Golden Lovers versus the Young Bucks in the main event. I was at that one. You were at that I, one? I believe I was at that one with you. I can't remember if you were. Because I, rem- I remember the Golden Lovers versus the Young Bucks. And uh, Adam Page and, and Jay White. Yeah, that was 2018. And then I was also at the 2019 show which was the Super J Cup. I was there for that. The attendance on that show was 25-12. And that show was not a, was not even close to a sellout. But let me see. Hold on a second. Let me go back to the 2018 show, the two shows that I was at that were just a, six months apart. Uh, attendance there was 3,000. There was an extra 1,000 people there for Golden Lovers versus... Chaos, and then this other show, there was forty three hundred people there for Golden Lovers versus the Young Bucks. So from that show on March twenty five, two thousand eighteen, to the two thousand and nineteen show, which was the best of the uh, the Super J Cup tournament thing that they were doing, twenty five hundred people showed up to that one. Yeah, yeah. Do, what, do we have, do we know what do, does Russell Ticks have anything on this show? Uh, I have not checked Russell Ticks, and they obviously have not been back since 2019 because then you had the COVID pandemic and yada yada yada. So this is the first time they've been here since 2019. Um, but yeah, the shows the attendance has progressively gone down as. The years have gone on, so that's that's no gouda because that means that they ain't gonna come around anymore. Yeah, so twenty, yeah, so they they started running shows at the Walter Pyramid in twenty eighteen. I was also at the Cow Palace show in San Francisco for New Japan. So, um, you know, but they haven't. I don't think they've been back there. They have but not. yeah, the attendance has been on the on the steady decline. Since 2018. It peaked 4,000 people in there for Golden Lovers versus the Young Bucks. Which, by the way, is the greatest tag match I've ever fucking seen live (laughs) in my life ever. And that my wife still references the Hangman Page Jay White match. Like, it's a match she still references. Like when we were watching last night's dynamite this morning, she goes, now she's my wife is um fringe. I don't want to make you sound like she's she's not a mark. She's very fringe. And I was watching Dynamite this morning and Hangman Page obviously came back. She goes, Hangman, do you remember when you tore the house down with Jay White? Like she's still <laughs> that show. 
So and, and that tells you something that that a that a not so wrestling fan, uh, you know, but she does enjoy it uh, from time yeah. to time. And mainly she is because, going to that show. Yeah, mainly because you, uh, you know, are around uh, and you watch it, so she'll watch it. But yeah, that she still references that match. That tells you how good of match that was. All how right, memorable. So maybe we could squeeze in a late nighter on uh, Sunday night to talk about that uh, resurgent show. Maybe we'll just do a show live from the show. Yeah, we'll just record it on our cell phone. Just do it live. We'll, we'll it. do. We'll do it live on Twitter. There you go. You can. They. You, you can do Twitter Spaces now. Maybe we'll do a Twitter Space. There you go. We'll do a Twitter Space live from. Is that how they do it? Well, I, I, well, I don't know. I mean, but I know Twitter spaces that you get people together and they come in and you talk. You talk about it. True. You talk about stuff. And then now I know they said you can upload like two hour videos to Twitter. Come and see yes, them. which you have to be. But you have to be Twitter blue, which. Well, yes, which we are Twitter blue on the uh, Twitter handle Ford and Vegas PW because I wanted to be able to upload the podcasts as whole videos. So yes, you can follow us there at Ford in Vegas PW. If you're watching or listening, wherever you may be doing so, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Vegas, uh, I got nothing. If you got nothing, we're out of here. I got nothing. We'll see you Sun. I'll see you Sunday for New Japan Strong Resurgence at the Walter Pyramid and. We will try to do something. Maybe we'll do a little Twitter thing. I don't know. Can you go live on? You can't go live on Twitter, right? We can go live on. Uh, maybe we'll go live on TikTok. There we go. Yeah, you can do a TikTok live. You can do. Yeah, you can't go video on Twitter. You can only yeah. do uh, the audio. Yeah, so we'll figure it out, or maybe we'll just go live on our YouTube page. Yeah, you could do that too. She'll be able to go live on YouTube. Maybe we'll do that while we are at the uh, at the show. So, all right. For Vegas, I'm Ford. We'll see you guys next time right here on Ford in Vegas, a, a pro wrestling podcast with two friends who hate each other. Vegas, any last words? Uh, I hate you. <laughs>